Hey everyone, you are back. We are in season two of Riding in the Weeds. You're here with Ginny and Tash, and we're going to kick off this season diving in a little bit deeper with the two of us and just checking in, seeing where we're at and talking about what is going on for us and why we do what we do, why we're passionate about it. So we would love for you to listen to us just sharing where we're at in the world and why we do what we do and why we're here talking to you guys. So Ginny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tosh. How are you? I am good. Thank you. It is a beautiful sunny day. Fall is definitely in the air and I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So you're, you're up on the hot seat first. We're in fall. It's that change of season. We're starting our new season on the podcast. So tell me what is most alive for you right now? I know you've got a lot going on. So this is a big question. What are you most excited about in the world? Yeah, there has been a lot going on. And I think that's why we ended up deciding this was a great time to shift over into season two for us since it has been about a year now. I can't believe it. I think I kind of went through a little bit of time in the summer where, and I think I do this every summer. I probably should be more aware of that cycles, right? (laughs) What episode was that? I kind of get bogged down and summer is a little overwhelming. It's also hot and I, I can't move as fast. I just lose some productivity. I lose energy. And so I think I'm hitting that point where I'm getting excited about things in my business again. I've had a lot of ideas percolating for some group programs and some teaching opportunities that I want to bring forward. That's one of my passions and I want to share information with people who need it. I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with their pets and I feel like there's value in what I've got to share. So that's where I'm headed right now. Can you tell us a little more when you're talking about creating courses, what kind of courses are you wanting to dive into? Yeah, I think my favorite topic to teach on is the connection between our energy presence and our pets and how our pets respond to our energy. And then what we can do if we discover that maybe that's not quite as good as we want it to be how we can shift things around so that we can support our pets better so we can support ourselves better because that's really what it boils down to when we make changes for ourselves that improves us and then everything around us so that's a big topic you and I are kicking around some ideas for how to support bike riders and pet owners together so there's a lot percolating right now that I'm looking forward to bringing out there I love it so what about you tell me what's most alive for you right now So I'm really honestly in the same space. I am super excited. I've been working in a coaching program and it's all about bringing out the online programs and stepping into that space. And I've got so many projects that I've been working towards getting out there. I've definitely been in the procrastinating perfectionist space where I'm like, I want to do this, but if it stays in my head, then it's safe there. I I am putting together retreats for Mexico. So January, February, March, April, there are going to be surf and like bike adventure retreats. I'm going to wrap them up with some personal training. I want to do some Qigong, some yoga. Some of them will be very focused on the adventure side of things. Some of them will be a little more focused on the Qigong, the yoga, the training. So I'm going to have themes for each one of these retreats. So depending on whether you're just wanting to come out and just go biking and go surfing and 
lie on the beach. That'll be an option with a little bit of great food. Well, a lot of great food and a little bit of the yoga and that sort of thing. Or we're going to go completely the other way and it'll be more focused around that mindset stuff, that whole body experience, that just taking a reset and doing some workshopping, some journaling and really taking it not just as a physical break or as a physical adventure, but also as that time to re-strategize and, and go a little bit deeper cacao ceremonies, all of the beautiful modalities that are available to us down there. And then the same as you, when I think about what I'm wanting to do, I'm wanting to build a bunch of programs that support the mountain biker. So as simple as first aid for mountain bikers, qigong for mountain bikers, yoga for mountain bikers, uh, seven minute daily workouts for mountain bikers, things that kind of help you build that house. So if you've got a solid foundation, it really helps everything else build on top. Something that comes up over and over and over and over again is the trauma and coming back from an injury. What are the questions you can ask yourself when you're coming back from an injury and say you fell off of the skinny and really acknowledging that you don't have to do any of these things. You choose to do them. So when you're in that choice, you can choose what part of the adventure you want to do, right? Choose your own adventure. So really digging into how I can present that information and how I can bring it out to the world. So that's that's what's got me kind of lit up and I'm about to head off to Mexico. So super excited about having a break. This has been a long three months. We've got September. I got to get through. It's going to be a sprint to the finish. So I'm super excited about taking some downtime and uh, recombobulating. And yeah. So that awesome. That's me. All right. Number two, you're up on the hot seat again here, Jenny. This is going deeper. What is something that is currently unspoken or unexpressed in your life that's trying to make itself heard? What's trying to break through for you as far as, well, anything really? What do you want to share? I think it's that teaching aspect. Like I keep circling back around to number one, I need to share more and I need to bring the things that I know out into the world more because I have some very unique experiences and some kind of unique struggles. However, my struggles are also things that other people struggle with. And I think one of my primary things is I don't want people to struggle the way I have. And a lot of the information that I feel like I've gathered over the years isn't easily found. It's taken me a long time to find answers to some of my challenges. And when I did, it was like this massive light bulb. And so I don't want other people to not have access to that information or to not have that little magic key that can help make life so much easier. And so I really keep coming back to needing to share more and needing to teach more because it, it makes everybody's life easier. When I learned all these things, my life got better and easier over time. And I remember the times where learning the information felt exhausting. <sighs> like, gosh, I have to think so hard about doing all of this all the time. And the thing is that you just have to get through that little hump and then it becomes normal. It becomes a way of life. That's the information that I want to be able to share with people is helping them to be able to get to that point where it does get easier again. As I think we've talked about so many times on this podcast, it's all connected and it all ripples out. So this benefits every aspect of your life, not just your pet relationships. And that's really what I want to be able to share because I don't hear enough people talking about it, honestly. 
I know there's animal communicators out there. I'm not the only one, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about the way I talk about things. So I know it's needed. I just got to get out there and do it, but it keeps coming back up. I keep circling back around. Somebody will make a comment or I'll see something, or I'll be talking to you or talking to another client. And it's like, dang, this is what I've got to do next. So, so where are you at? What's unspoken or unexpressed right now that's trying to come through for you? Yeah, I love what you said. And I think for me, you know, very much when you're talking, I'm like, no wonder we're having this conversation on this podcast because we are very much similar in very similar spaces in our businesses uh, and in our lives. And I think, you know, there's two things that sort of come up for me. One is that my heart breaks every time I read a post about somebody who is having confidence issues on their bike, in their life, where they're just not following their dreams because they don't think they can. I've never really been stopped in my dreams. Like if I'm going to do it, I decide to do it. I go and do it. Where I get stopped is when I'm trying to bring something to life. I get paralysis, right? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is anyone going to like this? And that kind of brings me into my second point. We start to feel like we are the only ones or everybody knows this stuff. Like, it's common knowledge that whatever it is, everyone knows what Qigong is and everybody knows what yoga is and everybody knows that doing this or that thing is going to benefit you. We all know about meditation. And the thing is that actually everybody isn't just not doing it. There's a lot of people out there. It doesn't matter who you are in the world. You are always one step ahead of somebody and you're one step behind somebody else. And if we can share the knowledge that we get, we can help somebody along the way and we can inspire somebody who is one step behind us. And sometimes we can inspire people that are in front of us. And yet we live in these silos and we think that the experience that we're having is the only one. So really being able to step into that space. And as you said, you're not the only animal communicator out there, but you're doing it in a way that is your way. And I'm not the only mountain bike coach out there. And I'm not the only mountain bike coach talking about confidence and how it aligns with the rest of your life. I'm not the only one that's had this download and figured this out, but I'm the only me. And if I can share me with the world, then there are people out there that it will benefit. And that's really what I'm finding is in that unspoken and unexpressed. And you've got to get through this and put yourself out there. And even just a small example, I've been working on my Instagram and I don't think I'm doing a particularly good job because if I compare myself to people that are getting 10,000 views or a million views on their reels, but for me, I'm getting like over a thousand and people in my coaching group and even coaches in this mentorship program are looking at what I'm doing and going, she's doing it right. And they're teaching based on what I've been doing. So there's always somebody who is behind you and somebody who is ahead of you and what you're doing can help other people. So that's where I'm going to stop my unspoken and unexpressed and you're back in the hot seat. So is there anything that keeps you up at night or has you feeling frustrated or challenged on a regular basis? Oh. My business. <laughs> All right. I think your answer will probably be similar. I think it's funny you talk about the Instagram accounts because running a business is hard. And there are so many people culturally in our world that just don't get it. So when you say you're self-employed or when you say you run your own business, 
There's a lot of people out there who, number one, don't understand what that means and the level of work that it takes. And number two, they blow off the impact that having a business has on your psyche, your emotional well-being, your mental well-being. Like you said, you could very easily compare yourself to somebody else's Instagram and on social media, I think the challenge is as business owners, we're looking at everybody else's highlight reel and we're looking at the perfectly curated picture that they're putting forth in the world. And then we as business owners try to do that and then we don't get the results in the way that we think we should. There's that S word. And it's hard. It is so hard to show up every day when you feel like you're shouting into the wind, when you feel like your voice is not heard, when you feel like you're not making an impact or there's bills coming in that you need to pay and you can't figure out where your next client's going to come from or how you're going to make enough money. So yeah, running a business is what keeps me up at night. But at the same time, there's that underlying drive that I just know I need to share this information. And so it's funny because when you start to run your own business, I don't think people realize how much of an emotional impact that has. You end up questioning your self-worth. You end up questioning whether you're enough. It's like all those emotional triggers that are out there are going to hit you when you have a business and you're going to question your sanity. You're going to question everything. And you're going to feel very alone, especially if you're a solopreneur, especially if you don't have physical connection with your clients or doing the nature of the work that you do, it feels very isolating. And like you said, like the whole silo thing, like you're the only one with this problem. And so that's definitely what keeps me up at night the most is my own personal business. I think I've had a couple moments in my life where I had a knowing, just this weird knowing that I was number one, going to run a business. And at the time I had it, I had no idea how that was going to happen. And number two, that it was going to be successful. And I don't know that I would call myself successful right now, but yet I'm still here after about five years. And technically it's been 10 years since I truly started my business, but that's one of the things that also keeps me up at night and keeps a lot of business owners up at night. It's like, what the heck is success? <laughs> what is that anyway? And it's so easy for us as business owners, as solopreneurs to not feel successful despite everything we're doing. And despite the fact that most of us are kicking butt every day and still showing up despite all those doubts and fears. As a business owner, you really have to learn to make sure you define those things yourself so that you're not at the mercy of the rest of the world. And some days it's easier to do that than others, but that's definitely the common theme that keeps me up at night the most. So, so what's yours? Yeah, I've been in a lot of coaching calls in the last or yesterday I had like three and really 100%. We think we are sucking. And the thing is, is we are showing up and being in business is hard. And it's interesting because while you're talking, I'm like, every time you challenge yourself in life, you are putting yourself through the school of self-development. And if you want to do it in the hardest way possible, for me, the Two big ones are try ride a mountain bike and or a bike in general and run your own business because both of those things 
like if you're not focused on one thing you are going to hit the tree and it's hard and yeah what keeps me up in, at night right now it feels like everything from getting my programs out and ready for next season from trying to create and carve out this space to put more programs out there to how am I going to get to Mexico what I'm going to do when I'm there to like really steering the things that I have done wrong and get them right. And I was talking to my coach yesterday and he's just like, well, what would you have done differently? I'm like this, this, and this. And he's like, that's amazing inside. And, you know, it, it shows incredible self-growth that you're able to say those things. And a lot of people aren't there yet. And he constantly feeds that back to me. Like a lot of people aren't there yet. And you've put yourself into a space which has gotten you to here and great. Now, where do you go? And I try and look at things in terms of that bigger picture. My husband's a standing paraplegic and he works through life and he does life mostly awesome. And he runs into these frustrations. And then you look around and you look at all the things that are going on in the world and all the different things that people are dealing with. And if you've got your health, and you got a roof over your head and you've got relationships in your life that fill you up and people that care about you and people you care about, you can really do anything. So money's not important. And you kind of ask that question. It's like, what is a successful business? When I first started my Betty Go Hard stuff, I was like, if success was determined in how many lives I am changing on a daily basis, I would believe myself to be one of the most successful people in the world. Because the difference I make in somebody's life, in a kid's life, in creating these programs, in doing these bike things, we've got 12 kids starting intermediate rippers today. I have six little girls in my beginner um, bike class and it's huge. You know, that is absolutely phenomenal. And all of those kids, like if I didn't exist, they wouldn't get that opportunity. And that is success. But then at the same time, I have this huge weight on my shoulder that I need to stay in business so I can keep running these programs and I can keep doing that because if I disappear, the programs disappear. It's not like somebody else is just waiting in the wings to take over. I also have employees. So you say it's hard to do it on your own, but it's the same when you've got conversations. I don't know if I can give you that much work this week and I'm sorry, I know you need to pay your bills, but I don't actually have the money for you to be able to do that and keep running. Business is not the easy way out. It is much easier to have someone telling you what to do. You go nine to five. And yeah, there's days when I'm like, I could just get a job. There was a job advertised. It's a communications event planning coordination for one of the local municipalities around here. We have several. And it's like an $88,000 a year job. But is, is that an option? Do I just like exit stage right and go and get a job, go and apply and see if, well, maybe that employ me. And then what do I do? Right. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't sound fun because yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I love the challenge and being kept up at night. Wait. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> okay. I love not sleeping because my business stresses me out. It's great. <laughs> But then like, what's the difference? You're going to be stressing about a job that pays that much money. Like, really, you're going to be stressing about that. It would make much more sense to just pop over and become a waitress or, you know, do something that's low stress, going from stressing in your business to stressing for somebody else's business. It's all the same. 
It's all how we manage it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So business is our challenge. We got that one sorted. Uh, check. <laughs> Next one. And this is question number four. So have you met anyone who really inspires you in the last year or two? And this can be online. I feel like I know the answer to at least one of these people. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a couple people that are in my circle. And I'm actually going to go with someone I think that I've known for a lot longer than that. But you could say in the last year or two, we had the whole pandemic experience. So that turned life upside down and forced a lot of change for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So I'm going to have to say my riding trainer, Kirsten Nelson. Like I said, I've known her now for probably 17, 18 years that I've been working with her and I've had my horse for 16 years and uh, the pandemic hit and she relies on teaching lessons, right? Like she relies on being with people and that really shut all that down. She still was doing some riding and teaching locally, but not the volume. She used to travel three weekends out of a month. She's based out of Florida and she would travel to three different locations for an entire weekend teaching and that got shut down. So many people faced that same situation of no longer being able to do the job they used to do because things were closed down. And I mean, she's certainly not the only one, but she's one of the ones that I know the best and she pivoted. So she teaches online writing lessons now. And she's also taken that time to really focus down on writing her books and writing courses. She's had a lot of that information for years and years. Like I said, I've been working with her a long time. I know what she teaches. And so she's had this information, but she really capitalized on the change in the world to be able to work on getting that information out and to be able to completely shift how she teaches so that she's able to reach more people with her message because her message is huge if you're a writer and to be able to do it in a format that's accessible because the online world is where so much information is now. So she has uh, an online program that you can participate in where there's weekly calls so that you can talk about theory and um, what's happened in your rides and discuss how things are going. And then she offers video lessons now, which I don't believe I've ever heard of any other riding trainer doing. I have mad respect for her for being able to move through that entire experience as gracefully as she did. Because when you're faced with that situation where suddenly your livelihood is no longer accessible, how do you pivot? That was her entire income stream. And for her to be able to completely pivot like that, She's back to traveling now. So some of that is coming back, but she's maintaining that online accessibility point, which is just awesome to be able to give people more access to her than exactly where she is in whatever little locale that she can reach. So I think that's super cool to be able to expand like that. Just awesome. So who is it for you? Who is really inspiring you? I loved everything you said. I need to follow your writing trainer more because I stepped into that world when I was doing COVID and I started getting that because if you can do it on a horse, you can do it with biking. I think for me, again, there's lots of people. My current mentor, coach, Mertigoid, she is definitely someone who inspires me. And what I really find inspiring about her is we're the same age. She's a couple months older than me. 
and we both don't have kids. She has created this empire and she's a seven figure coach. We just came out of this accelerator weekend. And when we talk about vision and strategy, she shares her vision, her strategy. She shares what her rocks are. She shares what she didn't do. She shares what didn't happen. She shares where the business didn't make money. She shares the mistakes and she opens up and she's very honest. Like, yeah, I'm bringing in millions of dollars, but I'm also spending millions of dollars and I'm not necessarily keeping a lot of it. And I'll never forget being back in the real world where I would fly to LA to be part of these weekends and these retreats. And we were talking as we got our lunch and I was telling her about how it's hard to get a mortgage when you're self-employed and I've got this credit card debt. And she looks at me, she's like, Tash, I just got my first mortgage. And she's like, and my credit card debt is over $500,000. And I was like, oh, well, right. <laughs> okay. That puts it into perspective. Now, when you're bringing in millions, you can probably manage a $500,000 debt. And she has done a lot of things since then to invest and get smarter and do the things that need to be done. And she's now got, I don't know if she has one or two houses, but she started to crack that code, but it was just so honest to have, have someone just be like, you know what, that's what this world is. And she consistently talks about how she's like, a couple months ago, I was like, why am I doing this? I hit the wall. I don't know if I want to keep going with this. And, you know, she's telling this to her students that are paying her a lot of money to be in her program. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling over here, you know, and she's so flawed. We're all so flawed. And the program isn't perfect. And it's about like, what can I get out of this? And the fact that she just keeps being open really makes me want to be like, okay, I, I can do this. I can keep going. Like this lady's making lots of money. She still has similar struggles. She's constantly trying to level up. And that is where I'm like, I want to be at that caliber. I want to be someone that she wants to hang out with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I love the themes like pivoting and then being vulnerable and sharing honestly and and openly about stuff. Those are really big themes. I think we've talked a little bit about some of those, but yeah, that's what it takes. Yeah. And if you're not vulnerable and you're not open, then you're closed and you've put yourself in a glass box. She's like, I'll share my numbers with you. She's like, most people will share their numbers, but they're not real numbers. Because <laughs> they keep everything behind that like glass wall because God forbid somebody knows. I love the TV show Physical on Apple TV. And it's about the story of this lady who has serious bulimia problems. And she's in recovery from it. She's got a fitness empire and she's aerobics and she's skinny. And people are looking at her like, oh, she's skinny because she does all of this exercise. And in one of the last episodes, she actually gets up on her TV show and I think loses her TV spot, but basically says, you know what? I struggle with bulimia. Like this body, I use exercise in my recovery, but I didn't get this body from exercising. It's actually because I have mad food problems. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody, I'm fit, I'm strong. It's because I have issues around my self, self-worth and my self-image, right? How often are people actually willing to pull back the curtain? There's always an underlying reason why like the demon, the skeleton that's in the closet. And I think that's when you actually start to crack real success is when you share what's really going on. I love that. I think it's very true. 
Uh, okay, I could talk for hours on that point, but we're going to keep <laughs> moving. Um, next is when it's all said and done, who do you want to be known as or what do you want to be known for? Oh. Mm, that's a juicy one. It's juicy. So I think it's that energy piece for me still because one of my challenges growing up was that because of the medical situations that I had to have, the surgery that I had to have, I pretty much shut down energetically, physically, emotionally, maybe not physically, but I was coasting through and I was not connected to my body. I was not connected to the energy. And so when things would get stressful, that was my solution was to just disconnect and disassociate. And it served me. It was a safety mechanism for me at the time, being a child and dealing with all that kind of level of intensity and, and physical challenges and being different. So it's only been in my adult life that I've understood the implications of all of that. And I think that being disassociated is a very normal thing in our culture. I dare say the vast majority of us are not truly present in our bodies. And that is not helpful. It's not a good way to be. And in the long run, it can cause problems just from relationships or issues with your pets all the way through to physical challenges and injuries and other things like that, because you don't know what's going on inside because you're not present to it. And so I really feel like that's where I can serve the world. The best is being able to make that connection. It's not something I hear most people talk about. And it also took some people who were energy healers and energy workers to make that connection for me, that people who were professionals like my riding instructor or other people were missing that piece. And I don't want other people to struggle that way, especially with their pets, because when you're not present in your energy and you're not aware of what your energy is doing, then our pets can go crazy. It's a big source of behavior problems for pets. When your energy is really jacked up or you're super stressed out and you're not aware of what's happening energetically, it can stress your pet out too. That was where I was. That was why I started pursuing an animal communicator to help me because I didn't understand why my dogs were going crazy. And so I feel like that's one of my big missions is to share that piece with the world so that people can start to understand and they can start to heal on a certain level because it's very healing when you start to get through all that and start to reconnect again, to be able to be present. And it feels good. <laughs> it feels good once you get there. So I feel like that's my biggest mission for what I want to bring to the world is, is that peace for people to help reconnect with everything around them and their own physical bodies. We live in a 3D world. We're spiritual beings, but we live in a 3D world and we have to figure out how to be here before we can do anything else. Yeah. 150 billion percent. It's funny because <laughs> we got a cat and one of the things I read was if you're upset, that's going to upset the cat. When my dad gave us a motorhome years ago and he told me that you can't fight in the motorhome or around it because if your emotional space is not good, she won't run. <laughs> and we're traveling from California back to Canada 
And straight out of the gates, the vehicle started like shooting fire flames out of the exhaust. And like, we hadn't even like made it like five miles down the road. And we were like hidden back to the the mechanics and we weren't fighting or anything at this point, but you know, it was like the fact that we didn't even make it off the ground before we started having issues and it had been sitting at the mechanics and it had supposedly had its once over. Like we took this very, very seriously, like to the point where like we were having an argument in Costco and we were in the parking lot and we like left the trolley sitting next to the camper and like went like a hundred meters away to continue our conversation and our argument. Cause we were like, can't argue around the motorhome, can't put this energy on the inanimate object. And I could see it when we got the cat. And even like last night, Ian and I were having, well, I think apparently I was having an issue. And anyway, the cat just split. He's like, I'm out. Like, this isn't fun. And pretty much didn't come back. He was just hanging outside all night because he didn't want to have anything to do with the energy that was going on inside our camper. And then the dog was just like, not okay. He's like, this space is way too small for the three of us. Like, how how do I get out of here? (laughs) And it's fascinating to have one part of my awareness that is noticing that the energetics First of all, I'm just like, I just need to share this information. And my husband's like, you just want to have a fight. I'm like, I don't really want to have a fight. I just want you to hear my emotional space right now. The dog was like, this sucks. The cat's like, this sucks. Everyone's like, your energy sucks, lady. (laughs) And his energy got really shitty too. And being aware of it. Like, it doesn't mean that you can't be in it. And you haven't asked me the question, but I'm just going to go straight into my answer because I'm I'm talking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the same the same thing, right? Being vulnerable, being aware of what is going on for you, and allowing that. What I find so often with people with their mountain biking is that they are so needing control, and they end up having this abusive relationship with their bike. And yeah, they're having fun and. Yeah, they're enjoying it, but they're getting frustrated because they can't do something or they're just, they're plateauing and they're not getting better. Mel Robbins had an episode about the three lies that everyone is keeping. And I think so often we're lying to ourselves that we're okay with that. And I really want to be known as the person that allows people to open that door and let go of that control. You know how when you're like reading a book, and you're listening to it and you so don't want to be the person that the book is talking about. And you're like, oh, I don't do that. Or you're in a coaching call and you're like, oh, I don't have that problem. And (laughs) just in being in that space of like, that's not me. We're in the weekend I was just in, we're going through our money beliefs and it's like, oh, I don't have any of those. I definitely have at least one of them. But then the coach starts to dig into examples and you're like, oh, oh. I just really want to be that person in the room that's like, no, can we move on now? Because none of these apply to me. I'm an evolved being. I've got this going on. And I really want to be the person that makes it okay for you not to be the evolved being. And just one more point on that. Like my, one of my friends posted a post yesterday. It was really sad. She was talking about how being in the spiritual realm and doing all of these spiritual things and up-leveling ourselves in this space doesn't mean that you are immune from having the human experience and how these three people had, had cracked. And even though they are thought leaders in 
the energy and all of this space, they went too far and they've not been able to come back from it or whatever it is. And just acknowledging that again, we're all going through it. And if we move into a place of, I got this, I'm perfect. We don't have any room to move. So I really just want to be known as the person who taught confidence by being vulnerable, by sharing and by being a hundred percent me and not allowing myself to follow the trends. I'll do the trendy audio. I'll do the funny dance. I'll go and hang out with those people that it doesn't really serve me, but if I'm cool, then I will maybe get more business. How can I do it and show that you can follow your path, follow your truth, be who you are and be successful at it and help other people along the way? I love it. I love it. I think you're definitely doing that because I'm not likely to ever really be a mountain biker, but you've certainly been able to help me on my bike just as well as anybody else. You don't care. You're still just going to encourage me forward from wherever I am and we're going to keep going. And so, yeah, I think that's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Well, this has been amazing. I've absolutely loved having this conversation with you. And I think it's really given a little more insight into what's going on, who we are, why we're doing this. And really what I love is that everything we've talked about shows why we pick the topics that we pick. And at the beginning of this, we were talking about like, okay, do we talk about our why? Do we talk about where we are and why we're riding in the weeds together? And I think honestly, the conversation with these prompts has been very similar to what we talk about when we're pulling our topics together and we do this because we're passionate about this and we do this because this is our way of expressing and sharing our truth with the world and everything that we've said we've wanted to do this is a platform and we are doing it through this platform and if we're not doing it anywhere else we've definitely started here and we're just so delighted to share this with people this is season two. And I really want to thank everybody that has listened to us. Everybody that has sent messages telling us that the podcast is great. The feedback that we get is amazing. And we may not have a hundred thousand downloads, but if we have one listener that listens to our podcast and listens to every one of our episodes and finds it valuable, then as far as I'm concerned, we are winning. And, you know, we actually had no idea what seasons were. We needed to take a break. So we're like, cool, let's make this the break. This is season two. We've got some amazing interview ideas that are coming up. We've got some really cool topics we're going to dig into. I have a host of athletes from across the board that I'm going to be talking to, starting with my husband, who, as I said, uh, he's a paraplegic. He is actually a Paralympian. And we're going to be digging into a lot of really, really cool stuff. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe if you've listened to this and you like it, even just putting five stars, it makes such a big difference and it will allow other people to see the podcast. It brings us up in the rankings of all of the things. So it allows people to find us. And so if you are our one fan, please tell us. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. It really does help. And it's funny because the amount of time I think I'm just shouting into the wind but I'm sitting here and I post a picture on Instagram and my colleague employee is like, where did you see that bear? And she won't send me a message on 
social media asking me that question, but I'll come into work and she'll have five questions for me about what I posted online last night. And that's what makes me realize that people are watching and people are listening, even though sometimes we feel like nobody is. So put yourself out there, get, get yourself riding into the weeds so that you can ride back out of them. And then you do share more in the world. Jenny, what do you have to say? (laughs) Yes, the world needs your voice. The world needs your light. So don't hesitate to share. So yes, I would just want to echo Tasha's sentiments that we appreciate all of our listeners and we love it when we hear from you. So definitely like, comment, subscribe, and let us know you're out there. We have a lot of fun hashing out topics. So don't hesitate to suggest something or ask us questions because we love to answer them. So Awesome. Yay. I'm loving that we're kicking off season two. This is super fun. And yeah, I can't believe we made it. (laughs) We're here. We're still going. So that is successful. So we can check that box, right? Check. So I am Natasha Lockie. You can find me on Instagram at Betty Gohard. I share a lot of biking tips, a lot of confidence and I love to teach confidence through the modality of biking, but it's all about living your dream life, starting a business, moving forward, and stay tuned because I have a whole lot of really cool stuff that is coming along, and I'd love to see you at one of my retreats. What about you? Awesome. Yeah, I'm Jenny Brandon. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. And I help you connect with your pet on a deeper level so that you can resolve relationship challenges, behavior issues, and just get to know your pet on a whole new level. So you can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under the same handle. So just like Tosh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe for this year. So definitely tune in for both of us so you don't miss out on things. And we've got some cool stuff cooking up together that we're going to be releasing soon. So stay tuned on that. You can find us on all major podcast platforms and on the web at ridinginTheweeds.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And I just have to say, Jenny, you do just such a great job of the outtake. I'm always like, oh, man. I should have seen it. (laughs) Uh. All right. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week.